Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. of the Lion's Den. I want to welcome y'all. Welcome y'all there. So I got a nice round amount of individuals that's here. I want to welcome everybody that's on Facebook, that's that's a part of the crew and everything. We're going to go around the circle and introduce our guest, my mans. Hey, name Herman. Um, glad to be here. Herman. All right, right on, ma'am. Sheena, same. Shay, but where you from, Sheena? Milwaukee. All right, and you yeah, probably, yes. okay. Milwaukee, okay. ma'am. What's good? What's good? Angel Love. Okay, Angel Love. And back, we got my man's Will. What up, bro? Man, Will in the building. All right, all right. Then we got some other folks in the back. They be in, in the middle. What's going on? Right, we got Nathan. Right, then we got my man. Larry, Larry. How y'all feeling? Oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah. What's up, y'all? All right. So everybody out there, as you can see, we have a um, we have more people, so we have to kind of move in that little space, move out of it. So I want to thank y'all for getting in. So. So, first thing I want to say, not just thank y'all, but we're going to start off with being happy. The first thing I want to bring up is the Saturday Night Live. Did y'all see that? See with that. Eddie Murphy? Are you serious? I heard about it. His huh? 10 kids was on there or something? No, what? Yeah, Chris no. Rock and all them. Yeah, Chris Rock. Wait. The Lizzo. The Lizzo. Yeah. Okay, that's another time. We saw that. Yeah, we saw her. We saw that, but... <laughs> you saw it? I did. You didn't see I didn't it? See it. I saw the pictures of it. So yeah. you know. That's... What was y'all doing? Sleep? No, I was Sleep. Sleep. Oh, what's going on, y'all? Anybody oh. out there that saw it, y'all chime in, okay? But anybody so, saw it? Anybody saw it? Listen, it was great. Um, that was Eddie Murphy's first time being back. On Saturday Night Live. Since oh, I thought 19, like 25 years or something. 25 years, yeah. But actually, more than that, it was like since '84 or something. Yeah, so almost 30 time. years, oh, right? Dang. Right. And so it was, it was so great. And then he actually brought out um, uh, Chris Rock. He came out on the stage. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle was on the stage, right? Um, Tracy Tracy Morgan came out. It, it was nice. It was so epic, and I, I, it was funny. I'm gonna go check it out. I was on the road when it came. Man, that's horrible, man. You gotta check it out. <laughs> so, speaking of that, what do you think about being positive and dealing with negative individuals? Mm. What do you think about that? That's a hard one. So, me, I'm a glass half full type of person. Mm-hmm. So, negative people like literally drains my energy. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious right now? So I take it upon myself to try to help them see the positive in any situation. Mm-hmm. They were like, dang, my dog just got ran over. I slammed my toe. I'm like, hey, but you had like 25 years with Fluffy. You know, you got like nine other toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's a perspective. That's you good. Perspective. Right, 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 right. Shayna, what you think? I think it's all about your outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Um, negative people as well. They drain me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of. I got to shift away from those type of people. Got to. Long handle spoon. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you have to. But, I mean, if you wake up every day and you think about everything that's good going on in your life, you know, I think it'll change how your day goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. What you think, bro? So, you know, I'm a person that always like to laugh and joke and clown all the time. But, Mm -hmm. like, negativity, 
it was something that caught to, caught up to me this year, you know, and I had a disconnect from Facebook because I'm, oh. I'm on Facebook for yeah. a while, mm -hmm. and I like to do like laugh and joke and clown, mm -hmm. and then I found out, hey, I'm the joke now. People started making me the joke. Yeah, and I didn't like that too much, mm -hmm. and it was starting to bring me down, and I, I didn't realize what was happening mm -hmm. for a while. I was like, "Why? What's wrong with my my energy? What's wrong with my attitude?" Mm -hmm. Then I realized, man, I'm, the, I'm I turned myself into a, a, a character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, like with, with like no respect at all. People were starting to clown. I let me disconnect for a while. Reset. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to change who I am, but I don't want people to be confused on who I am either. There you go. So, there you go. And a lot of that comes from knowing who you are. Right. So I was doing some research, right, on uh, thepowerpositivity.com. It's four types of individuals you need to stay away from. All right. One is the user. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Second is the gossiper. Third is the blamer. Mm. Mm. That's big and air. Hey, mm. hey, hey. And the last, mm. one, the last one is the complainer. Ooh. Mm. Hit them where it hurts. Now, what do you think about that? Where, what do you do when you deal with an individual that the only way they can communicate to you is if they're talking about other people, right? Without a solution, right? Well, what we talk about? If you're talking and you're talking about problems but no solution, what's that? Man, you the problem. That's called in, in, in my in my logic. That's called bitching. You get what I'm saying? If you're not bringing a solution to you're it, complain. you just complain. So what do y'all do when you're dealing with one of the four? Or or there's some individuals that encompass all four in one. You, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring that into something. Deal with like military stuff. Okay. Right? When we start talking about stress, mm -hmm. you know, people blame other other reasons why they didn't get a stress. That's you right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff right there is so negative. It's yes. like you, you're dealing with that every day. People are talking about, well, that, that was the reason. This was the reason. And it's contagious. And they don't want to point to themselves and like, hey, right. what, what didn't you do? That's right. Yeah. You know, they, or what they, could you have done better? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And holding yourself accountable. I'm so big on accountability. What you think, Shane? I think as well, um, it may not be their time. Mm -hmm. So people have to just realize it might not be your time. That's right. You know, so, but what, as far as negative people, I, like I said, I gotta, I avoid them. Or, I mean, I switched the subject, but it de depends on the environment. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm at work, you can't avoid those type of people. Like, you mm -hmm. got to see them every day. So, you switch them, you switch up the conversation, or I go my own way. Yeah. I can't, it drains me. It, it is. Drains me. It is. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Dealing with individuals that drains your energy. Mm -hmm. And the most pessimistic individuals, the folks that think that the cup is, you know, half empty. In my mind, Get a new cup, a smaller cup, and fill that shit. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. And just change your way, right? And so, but avoiding those people. What about the user? Mm. The user, the one that only hits you up when they need something. Side note, family. Right. You know what I do with those type of people? Mm -hmm. When people they start, you know, start off, they start telling you all their problems, and you're like, you know, it's about to come. They about uh -huh. to ask you for something. Mm -hmm. Let me hold five. I tell them I'm gonna pray for them. Or somebody you love, sometimes you don't even realize it's happening to mm -hmm. you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and yeah. you just giving out, giving out, giving out. Yes. <laughs> and then you're so far behind because you didn't gave everything away. Mm -hmm. You got a big heart, the user will take advantage. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think you have to realize you don't owe anybody anything. Absolutely. Like you get up, people don't, people outside of the military, they don't have to, you know, deploy 
leave your kids. They don't go through all of that. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I do for people, but you have to get to that point where you cut that off. Like, yes. I don't owe you anything. That's right. You, know, you have I to have get a boundary. Just like you can. Yes. I, I, will, I will say that it's your responsibility to have your own emotional boundary. Mm-hmm. Right? And as soon as a person gets too close to it, mm-hmm. your spider senses should go off to say, all right, chill out. Because what happens is sometimes we wait till we're already at 10. And now we getting in the case and they're looking at you like, I didn't know that was a problem because you've let this go on for so long. So if you set your own boundaries at like three, like, okay, you know what? I didn't gave this person an inch. Now they're trying to take a mile. I need to cut them off because they, they're bleeding. Right. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what are other ways that you can combat uh, negative individual. Wait, as a matter of fact, before we go into that, y'all check. Is anybody uh, chiming in on your page? Hey, anybody that's on their Facebook Live, anybody, if y'all got any comments as far as combating uh, negativity, how okay. do you can? How do you deal with that? What you got? Oh, you got something with? What you got? I got two. Coming from becoming better, deflection is real. Yes. That's yes. just looking to what point everybody was making. You can't keep that climbing. Mm-hmm. The next one coming from a man, Llewellyn, okay. is explaining the blamer and user are the easiest to find come EPR season. <laughs> Evaluation performance report for my non-military people. <laughs> Got to make sure you make note of it and separate yourself from it. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. What you got, Mark? I got we love you, Hermie Herm. What are you talking about? I'm the subject. I ain't nobody saying that. Hey, Larry, you got something back there, bro? Nah, uh, they asked me what the, what the question is. Okay, so uh, yeah, so just letting everybody know. And by the way, you guys can call in. The number is 618-792-6747. Y'all can be live, and we welcome this. We welcome this dialogue and, and this uh and, and this energy. The goal is to go into 2020 and my thought process with a different vision, right? So you can see clearly. But how do you do that if you don't change the way you're thinking, right? Because you're going you're gonna to turn another year older, hopefully, but don't do the same things that you've been doing the year prior to by changing your actions. You right. Know? So first off, you have to realize that there's an issue with your actions. Mm-hmm. Because if you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm good, I'm good, then you're going to continue doing the same thing. So we have a, a lot of friends who are enabling these individuals. They're, they're not checking them. Yes. So they're going through and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you're the problem because this person didn't have a problem, that person didn't have a problem. Right. Well, if I have a problem, then it's an issue that we need to talk about. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing, like mm-hmm. just going in and knowing, okay, this is what I need to work on. And then, you know, establishing a plan. Like how am I going to get to step from step A to step B? Mm-hmm. And then... Basically, like military terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? Um, make sure that it is. I forget the term. I haven't studied in a while. Attainable. What's the acronym? Smart. 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 Yeah. Yes. Smart. <laughs> yes. I think too changing your environment. Like being around people who gonna hold you accountable, like real yes. people that you trust. Now, now that's the key, and I'm glad, and I and I hate to, oh, I hate to uh, cut you off. So, with that, understanding that your circle, your true circle, mm-hmm. is the ones that's going to have your six. Right. They, yeah. they 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 ha- they have your back, and they're saying, hey, you're going down the wrong path, right? right? You're spiraling. So you have to be able to have the um, the discernment to understand that they're coming at you from a place of love mm-hmm. and not of hate. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we confuse that information as, oh, he hate him like my, the way I'm doing this. No, maybe you 
out of line. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to be checked. Right. But you have to trust mm-hmm. your circle that's going to check you the right way to check to put you back into your best self mm-hmm. you gotta be coachable you have to be you gotta be mentor ready yeah but what about everybody that say they're a mentor and they're ready to mentor everybody but not oh, everybody right. needs your mentorship right mm-hmm. okay hold on we got it <laughs> i was about to say caller. i have one too okay hold on all right so we have a caller in hello mm-hmm. who's calling how you doing? I'm calling from Miami, Florida. This is becoming better. I just chimed in. Miami, oh, Miami, Florida. Okay. What's your name, brother? Uh, Garthy Muhammad. Okay, Garthy. What you got? Speak on it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm listening to you all ask the question, and I know Will. That's one of my students from, from class 2000, Career oh. Academy. Okay. Yeah, Will. <laughs> so I heard you all ask a question about negativity, negative people. Yes. Uh, that's an energy, right? Yes. Uh, you are whatever your experiences say you are, or you're the perception of said experiences. Right. So depending on how a person looks at their own experiences, right, what they learn from them dictates what they get. Mm. Some people, my mother used to say, you know, back in the day, hey, change your face or it's going to get stuck like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. I can date. Are already fixed because they cannot see beyond the scope of their own issues yes and so they carry it around with them it's that person that you say hey how you feeling today mm-hmm. and they're gonna give you a laundry list of everything <laughs> that's wrong because they can't see what's right that's right so there's a saying that goes whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't well you're right in both cases absolutely, right. absolutely. so it's about your perception how you see it that negative energy that you bring and so how do we as people as people that are positive keep that away when a person brings that kind of information to us one question you always want to know, especially if they bring information about other people, how do you know? Mm. 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 They got, how do you know? Who, who told you that? That's right. And, and, and you know what? And, and, and I would like to say, not just how do you know, why were they so comfortable telling you? You, you did what I'm saying. Well, hold on. Wait, that's number one. Watch this. That's number one. Number two, what did you say in my defense? Hello. You feel me? Hey, hey, go ahead. And, uh, excuse me, hold on one second. Hey, John, come over here, man. We, we just got having a quick conversation. Hey, have John call on in. But go ahead. What John talking about? So, you know, exactly. So now we can ask the question. Hey, what did you just say about John? What were you saying? See, now that clears it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That clears up any of the... The, the, the negativity for that person. That's right. Now truth has to come out. Mm. So it's really about, a, about redeveloping your, your mind. You can't put new wine in old wine skin. You know, you really have to um, become better. That's right. You know? That's right. Hey, well, look, brother. Hey, we appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you for the input, man. Keep following us, man. We appreciate you. All right, no problem. Hey, Will, have a good one, man. Already, uh, no. brother. Appreciate you. All yes, right. Man. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it's our responsibility, right? It's our responsibility to deal with that negativity, <clears throat> but in a smart manner. And is that information accurate to this point? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that information accurate? Or are you just saying that for your own gain? Right? Have you guys ever dealt with that before? We're talking people talking noise about somebody else. That's right. Yeah, or absolutely. about you. Or <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Or individual coming to you saying, hey. You know what they're saying, such and such and such and such about so, you. So I, I'll give you an example when I, when I made senior. Okay. 
when I made senior, there was somebody running around saying, man, if, if Herman made senior, I know I can make <coughs> Oh, wow. Because of that guy. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And how I handle it is like, man, he's absolutely right. He's 100% right. Mm-hmm. When he made senior, I'm putting that on my EPR. Because I motivated him to get that. There you go. <laughs> so, so, I, I, can't, I can't let people, like, if they're talking about me, mm-hmm. I, I know who I am. You know there what I mean? Go. So I, 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 I'm secure of who I am. Yes. You know, I did have that slip up where negativity was getting on me because mm-hmm. I knew that was through actions of myself. Yes. I was making myself a joke. Mm-hmm. But if you have a problem with me, you know, you, you got an issue with me. I know that I never go out of my way to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So your issue is just yours. That's the thing. Your issue is yours and it's not mine. And I think sometimes what we do subconsciously, we put on other individuals' issues like it's ours. Or they guilt us to have us think that it's ours. Or have you trying to find out, how can I fix this? Exactly. Because I I need to be liked. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. You got to stop that. You can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to think you're cute. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are blind. They can't can't see that I'm cute. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And and I mean, it it all depends. It's not what people think about you. It's what you think about you. That's what matters. Because, you know, I saw a post. There was a picture of Madonna. Okay, mm-hmm. she's standing on this balcony and she got this dude, one of her dancers, hugged up behind him. He's like 23 years old. And yeah, young, right? <laughs> a, a Thundercat. <laughs> However, she's like 50 something years old. 61. And then, 61. So somebody posted, they said, What do they see in her? I don't get it. I said, It's not what they see in her, it's what she see in her. Right. She still got some swagger. Right. And not just that, she still thinks it's like a virgin, then maybe they think so too. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if the case is, she's not letting what her outside appearance or society's thoughts putting her in a right. box stop her from getting her her swag. Dictate her life. You get what I'm saying? She's still getting her groove back. You know, but no, that's great. That's a very great topic. Anybody? Hey, so look, I want to make sure we shout out everybody that's uh, that's over there. Miss Andy, who is that? That's Vincent. Andy, Vincent, yeah, Nicole Edwards, Edwards, and Wilkins. All right, look at Dyson. What's up? What's up? All right, all right. Y'all got anything? Anybody uh, has anything to add on their uh, on their post? Anybody say anything? Have any comments? So I had one for my boy, Will. He mm-hmm. said, uh, the user. He said, boy, at some point, you have to let them crash and burn. Don't continue to help those that aren't willing to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting topic. How do you guys feel about the boomerang kids? Now, we may not have children of that age that they're of age, they left, and then they come back, and then they leave, and they come back, or now they're just up in your house. What do you think about that? Do, do you are you ready to separate the two? You get what I'm saying? Yes, this is your child. However, in my thought process, I gave you 18 years of everything I knew. It's up to you to take what I gave you or what we gave you to do the best that you can for your life. Now, I'm not going to let you crash and burn since you're my child. I'm going to let you hit your head so, <laughs> so you can feel it. You get what I'm saying? But what are your thoughts about that and being caught up in a user relationship with your own relatives? Well, relatives and my kids is two different things. Okay, let's be going. So if it's my kids and they're coming back, um, I'm gonna try to help them as much as I'm not trying. I'm not gonna try to enable them to hey, I can That's always be over here. Mm-hmm. It's got to be situational. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I give them all the tools, make sure they're good to go. Mm-hmm. But they're never not gonna be able to look back home and be like, I have no support there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a tough one. It's got to be like case by case. Mm-hmm. 
case by case basis. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I mean, those are your kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I agree. I was watching. Um, so I started the series uh, "Married at First Sight," right? Okay. So it was a thirty-two-year-old um, man. So basically, he had his his own thing. The company he was working for, mm -hmm. for maybe like ten years, like they went under. Mm -hmm. So all of his savings, all of that, like it was gone. So in order to you know get his life back together, he moved in with his parents. So that type of scenario, like that's okay. Like he moved in for his parents mm -hmm. for a reason, mm -hmm. for a particular time frame. Okay. So once he got himself back on his feet, like he he moved out or whatever. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, I understand. But if you're like partying all of your money away and mm -hmm. you getting the J's and yeah. like you don't have your own car <laughs> and you riding the bus, like that's <laughs> something totally different. Like we need to talk. Like yeah. we need to work on something because I didn't do something right as Absolutely. a parent. Mm -hmm. So. Like he said, like it's based on scenario. Situation. Yeah. I understand that. And you, you hit on something that's dear to my heart and, and my mind, but we're not going to talk about it as far as the Jordans, okay? Uh -oh. No, but yeah, no, listen, I'm tired, y'all. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this lion's game. We're going to hit a lick on y'all. Yeah, 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 look, we're going we to touch lick, on man. it, okay? We're going to touch on it. Hey, being positive. We're going to keep it positive. Them shoes came out 1996, the first time. Yes. Recyclables. Can you dig? Yes. The first time. My thought process, the only individuals that's making money from that is A. Jordan, mm -hmm. B. The Stores, and the individuals that's actually flipping. invested in flipping it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the individuals that's getting it, just a floss to you better put some bleach on your own ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I've been in both of those scenarios, right? So I've been that I've been that person who got the J's and I flipped them. Okay. So one of them was for me, you know. Uh -huh. Nine of them was to sell. Mm -hmm. So you know, I kind of got my money back in buying them. But I'm the type of person. I'm like, oh dang. In 96, when they first came out, I was on punishment. My mom wanted to get them. <laughs> okay, so, right. you know, when they come out this time, I got them. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, dang. That mm -hmm. was like nine years ago. The mm -hmm. mother's busted now. I want them again. Mm -hmm. This time, I was like, yo, Jordan is not getting 225 <laughs> of my dollars. That's right. Not happening. So, and then, you know, mine on the shelf, they don't have a scratch on them. Mm -hmm. My 10-year-old, she eyeing them. She like, ooh. So your awareness changed, yes, obviously, my right? awareness from 96 to 2019. Yes. But what do you think about the craze, though? So this is a, this is a scenario. I'm going to let you know what happened. Uh -oh. I was at the mall. Uh -oh. I'm at the mall, and I just see a line at, you know, from Foot Locker. And I said out loud, because I'm ignorant. I'm like, man, I guess they're just giving out jobs today. <laughs> I didn't know. You get what I'm saying? Because my mind was to wrap around. I'm like, what well, the hell? That's what they're doing? Okay, cool. It's, you know, they're trying to get that holiday money. And sometimes I'm like, man, you silly. And then I didn't think nothing of it. And so I went to Facebook. I'm like, is this it? These? I remember these in high school. Word to me. They was ugly then and ugly now. But what do you guys think about the craze, don't get me wrong, everybody have they can do whatever they want to do with their money. You get what I'm saying? But what do you think about that? This is hold on, Sheena, what you think? I've never bought a pair of jerseys. <gasps> what? In my Shit, life. Mom, I've what never bought about. a pair of You are not Stay an African American. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought a pair. Mm -hmm. I think it's your priorities. Like if you have the money, yes. like you have a house, like you got gas in your car. Mm -hmm. Everything's taken care of, then you good. You can buy, you go out and spend that mm -hmm. money. But if you don't have it together, you don't need to be spending money. On if you got a bus pass, don't do it. There you go. Your shoes, you know, you don't even have a car. Right. So. You can get to use a, a, a bucket yep. for the amount of Jordans. I don't think anybody yep. realized that. Yep. Now, and I can be judgmental. I'm sorry, maybe I'm judging the person, right? But 
I get I had Jordans a long time ago, like '97, but I had a car. Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying? Priorities. And then I worked for them both, right? right? But when I see these young kids hurting each other killing each other mm-hmm. over these shoes, right? Being from Detroit, I said I saw a lot of this and it was funny and that horrible. But now I'm in a position where I can use a platform and say, hey, maybe we should think a little bit different with our finances. And then how can you take that same shoe and have your money work for you? Think about it that way. Man, it's, it's a craze that they create. With anything, especially now we got social media mm-hmm. like Popeyes chicken. Man, salad, don't do it. See, right. that, that was another episode. <laughs> we talked about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like you you create yeah. a craze. Mm-hmm. You get a few influencers. Influencers make this seem like it's the most important thing that yes. you gotta have it. And we're so easily influenced. Yes. I gotta have this by any means necessary. And then you're out of touch if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not included right. if you don't have it. You're stupid if you don't get these Jordans. You broke. You broke. You poor. Broke, you're, yep, poor yep. you're not in the certain class, and you ain't nothing. You ain't had that chicken yet. No, no I ain't had a chicken yet. I ain't you had a chicken. But 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 I'm saying what society is saying is <laughs> you're not anything unless you have. Unless you have. And, and it's unfortunate that we subscribe to that thought, that narrative. Because it's not true. It's, it's false. And it's negative. What y'all think about it? You got some comments? What yeah. you got? I just got some. One of my boys, AJ, said he owned two pairs of Jordans. When he played AAU, mm-hmm. his coach gave him both, both pairs. He's never paid for Jordans. See? There you go. You can't be mad at a gift. So, listen. We're going to close this on up with the negativity. Wait. We got anything else? You got something, Will? What yeah, you? I got one. This is coming from Diamond Wilkins. What's up, Diamond? Oh, she said, I feel it's important that children have to leave the nest and feel like returning home is not an option. I feel a lot of parents are enablers Mm -hmm. that their children never really figure it out on their own. Yes. Very valuable input. Yes, yes, it makes a lot of sense. Make a lot of sense. So we're gonna close this part. Oh, you do? Oh, what you got? Said Chief told me, don't, this is from my girl Keisha. Mm -hmm. Chief told me, don't waste your time explaining yourself to someone is the cause of the problem. Let your actions speak louder than words. Mm. And that was that post. What was that post that we, we put on there? Right. As far as not telling everybody you're what you're doing, right? Because sometimes their negative vibes can knock you off your square. Right. And, and I know a lot about that. But we want to thank y'all for this part. We're going to come back here shortly. Again, stay positive. We're going to walk into 2020 with a bang. Right on? Ooh. All right. And we'll be right back. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lion's Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, y'all got your num num juice? Y'all straight? Everybody's good? Y'all charged up? Ladies and gentlemen, want to welcome y'all back. This is the top shelf topic. Grab your cup. Don't ask me what's in it. If y'all want to know, you got to pay me for it. Can you dig it? All right. But welcome back to the Lion's Den. This conversation is about interracial relationships and what that means. Okay? Now, before we start, I want to give you guys some information. So this is coming from the Sex and Balance uh, website on uh, Afropunk. So the issue is the stigma, the stigma of what society places on different races. OK, 
okay? And the examples of West, West Asian women, African American women and men, right? It relies greatly on the portrayal in forms of media that depicts some as sexual objects. For example, there's a thought that white women are viewed as trophies, symbols of strength and making it. All right, keep this in your mind. Next, Asian women are viewed as loyal, understanding, and subservient partners. Right, next, Latino and Latin women are viewed as exotic. Black women and men are often uh, hypersexualized and objectified as either Jezebels or Mandingos. So, yeah, <laughs> right? You, but can you dig it? Right? Now, the thing is, is that's society's thought process. And some people feel that way. But I'm asking you, what do you think about interracial relationships? And now, again, if guys, if this is your first time uh, logging in on the second half, I got my mans here. Right, we got Herman. Herman from Tennessee. All right, and we got Ill Will. Yes, sir. All right, we got my lady here. Angel Love. All right, and we got Nate. Finally. Huh? Also, also, also 10. What up? All right, so I want you to kick it off because you oh, are man. biracial, right? So you, you are. Can tell? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> because see, see, see so, so, so you got the swagger, but you kind of cheeky. So, so, so it's explain to individuals your background and what you think about interracial relationships. So, yeah, I mean, I am, I am biracial. My mother is Korean. My dad is black. So I came up with that whole stereotype, you know, uh, I always got told you ain't black, you ain't Korean. You, oh, everybody's always trying to define who I am, uh -huh. right? You know what I'm saying? They always want to place a definition of what I can claim. Mm. So um, when it comes to interrelation, interracial relationships, I mean, obviously, I, I think it's a beautiful thing that yes. you love who you love, uh -huh. right? The only problem that I have is when you start discriminating against people, saying I don't like black women because they're too rude or aggressive. Generalizing, yeah, generalizing people, or they think all Asian mission, Asian women are submissive. My mama beat my ass. You know what I'm <laughs> there was no submission in her at all. Like you know what I'm saying. So when I heard these things about Asian women being docile and stuff like that, and then my mom busting me upside the head, it it didn't match up. To <laughs> That's me, right, know? right. And I've met plenty of white girls with crazy ass attitudes. So it, none of that stuff, none of that stuff holds any merit to me when we talk about stereotypes that people have to fit in. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if, if that's your reason for not wanting to date another race, I feel like you're missing out on what could possibly be your soulmate. You yeah, that's been a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, what you think? So <laughs> I'ma just leave it here. You love who you love. Like when I look at people, I don't see skin tone. I don't see color. Like mm -hmm. if I think you're attractive, mm -hmm. then I think you're attractive. Like I'm a sneakerhead, so I'm not going to front. The first thing I look at is your shoes, and then I go up, mm -hmm. and then I look at how you carry yourself, how you treat other people. Yes. And if all of that mm -hmm. is in line, then I don't care how you look. Like, you can be great. Like, if you treat me well and we have kids, or if I have kids that I'm bringing to the table and you treat them well, then we good. Okay. So it's about character. What you think, Will? For an interracial relationship, it's, it's based on your individuality, mm -hmm. right? So it's about what you want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people follow the flow of society, mm -hmm. what they want to do, what looks good to the outside versus what looks good and feels good to them. So mm -hmm. it's about saying, 
it's about me. Mm-hmm. It's about what I want, what makes me happy. And once you can kind of distinguish the two, mm-hmm. then you find it a little bit more easier to kind of do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. If you look at someone that doesn't look like you and you're in a relationship with them, hey, do that. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what other other people think about you and what your decisions may be. Okay. But it's about what you want. But can you be resilient when that world comes for you and judges you based on your own personal decisions? Okay. That part. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. So now here, I'm about to grab this and tell me what you think. Let's say I'm dating a white woman, or but in any other race outside of African American. Mm-hmm. It's first of all, if I'm interested in her, obviously I'm interested in her because I'm dating her. We need to have a conversation. True. First, first I need to understand what is it that you like about me, and what do you understand about my culture? Mm. Meaning, right? So first, I have to, I have to start that, and then I have to be that that young lady has to be willing to give me what they know, because it just may be ignorance because of their own background and upbringing. So it's my responsibility to open up that dialogue, then flip it. I got to be ready for what she's used to, right? I have to be ready for. Well, you know what? This is my first time dating, you know, a childhood man like yourself. <laughs> However, this is what I'm used to. My background is saying all men, all brothers do this. Mm-hmm. All br- and, and then she might say, "Well, do you really like chicken?" Yeah, I like chicken. Okay, but I like chicken, but but not everybody may like chicken. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be able to have that dialogue. So flip it. Hold on, hold this. But the second thing is, I need to trust you to have my back. So when we do have those family outings, you, whatever your family think about me, you're there to hold me down. Say, hey, he's a part of me now, and I gotta be one to do the same thing. Certain individuals won't bring that other person to the dinner table because they're worried about what their family is going to say. You You feel me? What you got, bro? We just had this conversation. Did y'all? Would you speak on it? What conversation we had? Which one? Thanksgiving. About the oh, Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. Made the potato salad. So I, I get <laughs> wait, who made the potato salad first? Wait, wait, wait what's the macaroni and cheese? I didn't eat the potato salad. <laughs> okay. I was so uncomfortable in that house. What happened? So, I was, date, I was dating somebody, I was saying, you know, okay. we was together for like a year. Okay. And we, they was having a family get-together. Okay. Um, the only conversation that was brought in for me is me being mixed. You know what I'm saying? That was the only time I was brought into a conversation. Wow. So other than that, you know, I was just some motherfucker, some dude that, that was just there. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just a cat, cat that was just sitting on the couch. Right. <laughs> until, they, until they started talking about, hey, yeah, he's mixed. Hit mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Hit that right there. Didn't just go off? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, battery died? No, this, this should be good. But go ahead. Go so, ahead. On so that was the only thing that they, they really included me in was, uh, hey, he's mixed. He's light-skinned, which... Full disclosure, I don't consider myself light skinned. I think I'm, I'm dark skinned. <laughs> I don't know what everybody, it's the winter time right now, so. But that was the only time that I was brought in was to talk about me being mixed, and it made me uncomfortable because I didn't know these people. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, y'all want to joke about me being mixed, and that's the only thing I bring to the table, apparently. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. That, that was that. But what, what I did want to bring up with what uh Seth was talking about was why you wanted to date. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I had a I had a girl that dated me, found out because she felt like I would give her kids nice hair. Wow. wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now wow. as you can see I have no hair now. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah. That I that I would give them nice hair. So that was the reason why they wanted to date me and their mama wanted me to have kids. 
winner. I'm like, wow, okay, that that was crazy to me. I, wow. I, I really that was in high school too. At so the time. mama putting in on the room. Yeah, mama said, hey, yeah, I think y'all have pretty babies. I'm in the tenth grade. I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> was this down south? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. Hey, y'all gotta get up. Ronnie, Ronnie, I am dark skinned. <laughs> Hey, that, that's, that's interesting, but my question to you is, in that situation, how it made you uncomfortable? Yeah. How did you react to that feeling? How did you react to the people that were making you feel uncomfortable in doing that situation? Well, well, at the time, I was confused because this is the person that I'm with, you know what I mean? Like, I figured, like, he, like Seth was talking about having my back. Mm-hmm. She didn't have my back. She was, it was like them, and then it was me. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, man, I can call y'all the fat ass clumps up in here. You know, what I mean? <laughs> y'all looking like the clumps at the table. But I don't want to get there. You know what I mean? I didn't want to start clowning. You know what I'm saying? Because I was in a in a situation where I was kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the only way I'm gonna respond is to cause y'all hurt. You know? mm-hmm. Y'all <laughs> hurt people. Hurt, hurt people, people. Hurt people. people. And I'm mm-hmm. worse at that. So right. you know, um, I feel you. The way I respond, I just laughed it off, chill, and pack my bags and go. And uh, so, Nate, hey, what you think? Go ahead, speak into that mic right there. No, I think, honestly, um, my opinion, I I agree with everyone, Mm -hmm. right? It's amazing how society can place a title Mm -hmm. or a stigmatization on on individuals and who they represent and what it is. First of all, you can't help who you love, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is is that you always have to remember is what are you comfortable with? What is it that you're actually looking for? What are you attracted to? Is it just beauty? Is it the mind? Is it the intellect? You know, it's those things that people look at for first. Mm -hmm. What is it that you value? Uh, Are you financially stable? Mm -hmm. You know, can you speak on a on an intellectual level when it comes to business, you know, things of that nature or whatever. Absolutely. And what's your vision moving forward? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the, the one thing that I say is, is that, you know, uh, society-based, mm-hmm. uh, it's the value of your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people may frown upon inter, uh, interracial uh, relationships, but as I stated before, you know, there has to be uh, uh, a communication with both parties Absolutely. involved. So as you go back to your scenario, what you brought up, do you have my back? Mm-hmm. And are you communicating to your family members that, hey, this is who I love and this is who I'm going to bring to the table. Do I have your full support? Because mm-hmm. I'd be damned if I'm going to sit up there and bring an, uh, another member who I love to a, a gathering and you're going to disrespect that mm-hmm. member. And then in return, you know, that takes me out of the equation mm-hmm. of what we may have as far as longevity may be mm-hmm. concerned. It's a setup. So it it's a setup. Absolutely. It could be a setup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard, man. Interracial uh, relationships are hard because I have a friend or whatever, you know, that uh, they're, they're, they're military or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you get stationed at a location to where individuals are looking at you like, mm-hmm. what are y'all doing together? Because mm-hmm. people, you know, may have not have gone outside of their hometown or, you know, their values may That's be, right. hey, Caucasian stick with Caucasian. That's right. You know, black sticks with black or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And I think we've um, we've surpassed that. And to be honest with you, we still have that in this country, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's right, you know. But at the same time, it's who you are, what you enjoy, what you value, and what you plan on moving forward, and are you willing to accept the sacrifice? Absolutely. But we're rapidly changing with that. I was just talking to my dad today about he was born in the 40s. Mm-hmm. 
And with, for him, he said he would never have thought he would see like a black man or white woman just walking around holding hands Absolutely. like it's all good. Absolutely. And that's still a lot. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's, we're changing as a society yes. real quick. So some people still have not caught up to that, that, you know, this is okay. Absolutely. And, and another thing that it's okay to have a preference. You know what I mean? Like some people like, I just prefer this. I prefer that. As long as it's, to me, as long as it's not enough due to nothing negative, you know, people should be able to have a preference. Like um, black dudes say, I just prefer white girls. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to investigate. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Man, man, just like white girls. Absolutely. You know, and, and, oh, like yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. So he had a, what was it on? He did a interview and basically he was saying that um, black chicks in the past, like they used to dog him because he was nerdy. He liked playing video games. He liked doing this, like doing that. So he was accepted by white women. So that was the type of woman that he chose to date. Like, why would I date someone if they're going to, like, dog me because of what I do and they just want to be with me because of my money or how I look? Okay. So That makes sense. Yeah, turn your mic. So I'm about to, I'm about to go. Okay, go. What you got, Will? Uh, I got a comment from Miss Alexis Thomas. Mm-hmm. She speaks on the most important thing to me is not talking away, taking away from one race to justify your own preference. There you go. There you go. So with that being said, to caveat on both, what do you guys think about Michael B. Jordan with his profession playing in Black Panther, uh. right? Mm-hmm. But dating and his preference is Caucasian women. So don't you think, hold on, don't you think we are the most critical when it comes down to individuals? This is my perspective. Mm-hmm. We're the most critical when we see individuals that's depicting someone that's um, prominent, like the brother that played in Nat Turner, right? Or even uh, Sidney Poitier, individuals of that stature. But after work, this is who they love. Tay Diggs. Right, Tay Diggs. Think about it. Now, what do you think about our society or any society or any group that put that much unnecessary pressure on that person, that male or female? Because this originated from the young lady that played in the uh, the Queen and Slim. Oh, yeah. mm. Y'all saw that? Yes. So some people liked the movie, some people didn't. However, they the, the post on BET was stating that she they snuck and got married. You get what I'm saying? Why did they, they didn't sneak it just one your damn business, in my opinion? Let's Preach. speak on that. What y'all yeah. think? All right, so I'm going to grab that one real quick. Stay in your lane, mind your own damn business. Mm-hmm. And they say, if you don't have nothing good to say, keep your comments to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people are so critical mm-hmm. of others because they have some insecurities themselves personally. Absolutely. Why don't this person, why can't I get someone that's like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe because you have that particular mentality. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's about you kind of doing some internal soul searching to determine why you're so worried about what someone else is doing Mm -hmm. and look at what's not going right within your own life. Why are you single? Why are you on your third husband? That's right. Why are you out here lonely just being that angry individual because you see somebody else out there happy? Happy. If they happy, let them be happy. happy. Because the last thing I looked at when you get cut, you bleed red. Mm-hmm. Anybody in here bleed blue, orange, green? Mm-hmm. No, we're all human. Mm-hmm. So before you look at that color, look at the individual themselves because that's what the other person's looking at. That's it's right. not about color. That's it's right. about who you love and how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And I, I do agree with that. Before you comment, hey, I want to make sure everybody knows the number is 618-792-6747. 
call in if you can, if y'all want to. I see everybody on live. Hey, y'all, come on in, call in. Y'all can jump on this, whatever. Hey, what you got? What you got? You got a comment? Oh, what you got? I got Speaking a couple, too. All right, cool. Speaking to it. Go ahead. Who got it? Go ahead. You got it, Herm? I got Ronnie said it hard when your it's your family's not on the same page. She from the south, they wasn't having that. You can't explain to a baby boomer from the south why it's okay to date outside your race. Mm. Like we talked about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Those people are still alive. You That's know what right. I'm saying? That dealt with like I mean we deal with racism yeah, today. Yeah, conservative view. Not like back then though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So And to be honest with you, depending on what you have in the household, some people are rebellious. They they want to step out because all they've been taught was negativity, negativity or whatever. So of course you're gonna sit up there and you're gonna reach so, out and branch out. So I got a comment. First one's coming from Patrick oh, Crawford saying, "What's up, Pat?" He said, "My wife is German and black, and I still get the heat for that." Oh yeah. And in response to Black Panther, it's a fictional film. We as people put too much stock into. Useless energy. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Comment, so, brother. So, listen. Hey, I got DJ Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on? Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Go ahead, speak up on it, brother. What you got? No, I saw that. Uh, I saw that you got the number for you know speaking on interracial relationships. Yes. I was out of the house, so I haven't heard what you guys have said so far. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, uh, interracial relationships really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, we all know we fall in love with who we fall in love with. Uh, in our culture, the black culture, if you grew up in the South, it was always looked at as taboo to date someone outside of your race because of you know what happened earlier in the 1900s and the segregation and things of like things of that nature. But again, we can't help who we fall in love with. And it's so sad that social media has made it actually harder than rather than easier for those types of relationships mm-hmm. to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like people, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain. But like my, me myself, I'm in a, in a relationship, a interracial relationship. Like, my wife is actually Cuban. Okay. Like her parents are her parents are from Cuba and Panama. Mm-hmm. So I'm also in a you know interracial relationship, but. I've been in other relationships too where it was, you know, a white person or a lighter Hispanic person. I don't think there's any huge preference. I just think that people should be allowed to fall in love with and date whoever they want to date. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for calling, brother. Hey, stick around, man. Yes, we're going we're gonna to touch on that, man. I appreciate you. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So the number again is 618-792-6747. Again, 618-792-6747. Seven nine two six seven four seven. Who was about you about to speak on? I got a question though. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about interracial relationships and successful black men, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's no secret that we see a lot of successful black men marry white women. Mm-hmm. Right? So how are black women supposed to take that? Are they how when they look at that? Mm-hmm. I know we talk about staying in your own lane and whatnot, but if that's like the the going rate, mm-hmm. you know, is it, what 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 is going on? With that, you know what I mean? Like, black women probably look at that like, man, what, what, why is it when you get on, like Kanye hey, said? Hey, you leave us. Yeah, you leave like us for a white woman. Leave, right. You leave for a white girl. Right, right. You know, so, in my opinion, I think it's a almost a rebellion, to your point, but also a lack of understanding of who you are. 
right? Because sometimes people to this to this point here, some people feel as though it's a trophy, like I've arrived, right. mm-hmm. I've made it, right? So if you already have that um, that thought process, that old mental process of okay, well, I got my money, what well, I might as well get a, a white chick. Oh, hold on, okay, so we got a caller. Hey, how you doing? Who's calling? Hey man, this is Nick Jackson, man. Nathan twin, brother. Hey, man, we just talking about you. Hey, what's going on, brother? Welcome, welcome. Hey, so speak on it, Nick. Hey man, I, I would tell you, man, if you come out here, fast forward to today, if you come out here to Arizona, that's all you see is mixed couples. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's an interracial thing out here, and they love it. You know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing a mixed couple. And let me flash back real quick. I go back to growing up, and Nathan can attest to this. You know, all you hear is, "Oh man, you know." You ain't you ain't with your black queen or you know you giving up on us like why mm. you gotta jump to the other side and mm. i'm telling you man it's so played out my wife she's black white and puerto rican mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i mean at the end of the day i heard the other caller say you go for what you love mm-hmm. and at the end of the day if that's where your heart leads you you know you take that by all means no disrespect to my sisters but i, I sit up here and say this like i don't i don't I love every color. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my thing is too, if you are if you're doing something that's feeding me and making there me a better go. individual, mm-hmm. because let's be real, some sisters don't do it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm true. I'm just being real. And there's some black guys that don't do it either. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But if I got somebody that's complimenting me and making me better, I don't I can't curse on the line, can I? Man, I, don't give a darn. <laughs> I don't give a darn what your color is. I, I need you to I need you to feel me. And if you feeling me, hey, we in this together. All right on. Hey Nick, I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for calling in, homie. Uh, hey, no problem, man. I wish y'all a fair Christmas. Hey, likewise, likewise. I think I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with his statement. You know, what I what I tend to look at is that people tend to get profession confused with, you know, their personal <laughs> ambitions. Yeah. They want to take, oh, because you were a Black Panther, that means that you have to marry, right. you know, someone of your skin tone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I take a look at and, and um, hey, I love my sisters, yeah. you know, I really do. Um, uh, but, you know, when I take a look at women who make, you know, these comments, it's like, you make these comments like the guy's supposed to come and find you. Like, <laughs> I, we, we can't yeah. do that, yeah. you know? It's, it's just one of those things. Like like my, like my father told me, man, there's a lot of fish in the sea out there, That's you right. know? And the main thing is I want to be with someone who shows my best interest mm-hmm. that's going to be by my side, mm-hmm. encourage me, mold me, have my six, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm, you know, just be there constantly. Mm-hmm. And like, like we all said before, you cannot help who you love, yeah, right? right? So uh, if the connection is not there, then hey, you know, turn your Wi-Fi back on or whatever and get with someone else or whatever that's gonna believe in you, mm-hmm. believe in your goals and your ambitions, yeah. and then continue to move forward. Right. But and swipe left. Yeah. So the, case, the thing is, to make sure you are mentally and emotionally ready to take on that repercussion from your people. Yep, that's what my girl Lillian said on here. What'd she say? So first off, she said, uh, everyone should be able to love who they want to love, but I have noticed the cultural differences can cause disruption in a relationship. Mm, mm. Sheena, I see you nodding your head. What you think? Come on, come on up. You're still over here, come on. You gotta get closer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I agree with what everyone's saying. I think for me, the only thing is the kids. Oh, the kids. The mm-hmm. kids, oh, that's cool. teaching the kids both sides of their uh, history. Mm-hmm. That's my only problem mm-hmm. with interracial dating. Mm. What you mean? Making sure that 
you're teaching your kids, okay, you are black and you are white or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. just making sure they understand both sides. That's mm -hmm. my only thing. But I agree with what so, you're saying. So I, I'm I'm a I'm gonna get in your business a little bit now. I want you to explain like so you have your your siblings, right? Tell mm -hmm. tell us about your siblings. So my sisters are Egyptian and black. Oh, okay. But growing up, you know, we always had our stepfather there. So mm -hmm. they got a taste of both worlds. But if you ask them what they are, they're going to say black. Mm -hmm. You know how they say you got a little bit of black in you, you're black. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they still were able to learn, you know, about Egyptian, the, the culture. Like, we went to Egypt when we were younger. Uh-huh. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so that the world doesn't have to teach them what being black is or what being white is or to teach them what to accept because to your point i don't know if anyone touched on this but when it comes down to the kids if you don't have that conversation those kids not only are going to be mixed biologically but mixed mentally right so they don't know which lane to actually walk on or to or to feel comfortable because let's say you are mixed race black and white but you look more white but you're in socially and society wise, right? Economically, you're black. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Your income, your household, right? And the things that you listen to, your 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 your, your music, your, your TV, your culture, your swag. How do you find your identity? You get what I mean? So, it sound like an episode of mixes. So, <laughs> so for me, I mean, I grew up black. I mean, mm -hmm. I, my mama raised me Korean. Mm -hmm. I ate, grew up eating Korean food, but all of my friends were black mm -hmm. because that's what I look like. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So here, here's the, here's the crazy way how I identify. Well, when I when I when I was a kid, my mom and dad divorced. I was on an army base. Okay, it was a lot of diversity, yeah. a bunch of mixed people. Yeah. I moved to Kentucky where it wasn't it. Yeah, right. You know I'm saying? Right. And it was me, mixed. Mm -hmm. The only one that was mixed inside that trailer park. Mm -hmm. First day of school, jumped by a whole bunch of white kids. Really? I called the N-word. I didn't even know what the N-word was at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the black kids took me in. Right? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Hey, you want like a cell block or something. Right, right. <laughs> right. right. Come over here with us. So you I, so, so, yeah, so I, I guess I figured out then what, what, what was what. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So when, we, when you talk about history and stuff like that, I mean, I grew up just like a normal kid. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I grew up with all my black friends. You know, I grew up eating Korean food with my Korean mother. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But when I'm outside the door, I'm with all my black friends. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of how I balanced it. I don't identify when people ask me if I'm black or anything, I tell them I'm black and Korean. Mm -hmm. Because I will never disrespect my mom raising me. Mm -hmm. that, that's a half of my culture. Mm -hmm. But I do identify as a black person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I, I'm black, Korean, I'm both, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at it. So, all right, that's an interesting point. What do you guys think about the one-drop rule? What do you think about Tiger Woods and what he said he was? What did Tiger Woods I, I say? I understood what he said. What, what did he say? Hey, come on up to the mic. What did he say? I'm black Asian. So, but, but let me explain that, though, right? Mm -hmm. So, we get mad at Tiger Woods for saying that, right? Mm -hmm. I respect him. But, but check this out. It's like mixed people only accept it when they accomplish something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when Naomi Osaka accomplished winning a tennis match. Oh, she's a black girl. Man, my, they never called my sister that. You know what I'm right. saying? When we was growing up, she was the mixed kid, the Chinese girl. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But when you accomplish something, yeah, you oh, now you black. Yeah. Right. Obama, oh, he black, but he's actually mixed. You right. know what I'm saying? So, so what Tiger Woods was doing was. 
he was identifying, yo, I got a whole other code. My mother is Thai. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to exclude that to just say I'm all black. Right. But don't get it confused. He's still black. I understand. Right. You know what What's up, man? So we got a caller. Hello? Okay. Hello? Hey, guys. My name's Greg. I want to be with a large black man. Some reason I fantasize about a big black cock sliding up in me. All right. I don't know what the hell was that. Yeah, I don't know. It was a troll. It was a troll. It was a troll. Hey, yo, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, if y'all didn't hear that, that was an individual. So apparently you're doing something right when you're getting trolled, right? And that was extremely random, but I'll make sure we edit that out. But the conversation was the love, interracial relationship, and what love actually looks like. And how do you walk? this line that we call life dealing in this climate. So we have we have a um, conservative thought process and administration that thinks certain things should not be mixed, but that's not reality. It's not reality. So do you have any comments? Yeah, yeah. my man. Oh, well, go ahead, Spence, go ahead. So the comment, what's going on here? It's, it's hard to say this, but when things get tough, white women will bail. They don't know how to handle tough times. Yeah. That's coming from a Caucasian woman. And I guess it's based on her own experience, but great perspective to share because sometimes they don't know how to handle. Sometimes we don't know how but to handle certain that's things. That's our it's job. A, it's a reality. You get what I'm saying? Right? It's our job to. It, woo, Lord. Go ahead. What you got? So my, my man Tate says it's a great topic. It's one of him and his wife have regarding their daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said their stance are is to accept their decision and support, support whatever, and, and, and not direct them. Yes. So, like, you know, their daughters mm-hmm. date black guys wherever they mm-hmm. want to, you know, because you know, our kids are getting to that dating age. That's right. That's right. And we have to arm them. Right. Another one of my friends talked about, you know, his mama said, if she can't use, use your brush, yeah. don't bring her home. What you say? If you can't what? You can't, you can't use, use your brush. Don't bring her home. What? That's a down south. That is a southern thing. old school saying right So if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. So he's from Arkansas, right? And so the thing is, you know, being from the south, his mama saying that, that was more in line to protect him. You know what I mean? Like in her in her day, man, anything happened, all she has to say is one thing. And you locked up. You know what I'm saying? So, See. yeah. See. So, go ahead. Think about society, right? You guys mm-hmm. remember what happened with Kobe Bryant, the rape, Denver, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It's a stigma where you see black men get in trouble because at the signs of a white woman they may or may not be messing with accuses them of rape. You're pretty much guilty. Yeah. But, that, that, hold, wait, with that being said, it's not stigma. That's history. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember, but with Tulsa, Oklahoma, with the Black Wall Street, right. that's how it started. The that's fall. They, that's the excuse. That was use. the fall. Yeah. So it's not a stigma. That's history, yeah. right? And so my family told Emmett me. Till. Yeah, Emmett, so I was just right. going to hit up. So Emmett Till is my cousin, right? It was my cousin, but there were certain things that my family didn't tell me about when I was younger because they didn't want me to have a disdain for the other race. Society already did that for us, but I had to understand it does not matter what you do. You can do everything right. It's the fact that it's you doing it. You get what I'm saying? We hold a certain swagger that comes off to other individuals as cocky, comes off as threatening or whatever the case it is. And also they 
certain individuals don't like that, so they want to tear it down. The quickest way to tear it down is for them to give a perception that you did something illegal. And the main thing is attacking their women. That's history. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So in the state, so anybody is subject to that. That's why, in my opinion, that conversation is very crucial. I'm talking to my young friend, my, my young lady friend, Caucasian friend, or any, right? Anybody that can pass the, the paper back test. Y'all heard about that, right? But lighter then, we need to have this conversation. If something happens between us, it's between us. My goal is not to hurt you. Hopefully your goal is not to hurt me. But the thing is, the law is not on my side, period. What do you think about as it relates to parenting? Because we all came up with it in a different time. We were taught something totally different. Yes. So as time progressed, kids are more used to seeing interracial relationships, mm-hmm. gay relationships, where it's more normalized, where it's mm-hmm. not such a threatening thing as it was when we were coming up, uh-huh. where we're looking down on it. It's more normal for them. Mm-hmm. So that education piece that you alluded to earlier is key mm-hmm. because they're going to go through things based on teaching of that household, teaching of their surroundings, their environment, and they're going to bring on those same habits to kids that may be totally oblivious to mm-hmm. that was the norm back in the day because parents dictate almost what their kids, how they see the world. No, no, they do. So actually, your so, kid yeah, has yeah. to experience things for themselves to understand it. But if we're not doing our jobs as parents, then they're going to be lost. So it's yeah. important to educate on both the Asian side, the black side, yeah. the white side. History has to, you have to, you have to know that. You have to. Because you have, you have to know, know you where you know. stand in this That's world. Right. And if anyone's out there listening, if you think it's not something out there because you're black, that it, the world is not looking at you the same. They, de- they, de- they criminalize us on a regular basis on social media, the television, the way they utilize the color blacks, so on and so forth. So that's something that's known across the book. We have to teach kids what that means because you walk in the room, don't put your head down. You have to be a part of who you are regardless of how many times they didn't show your uncle going to jail, your, 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 this on the news, this on the news, because it's all negative. You have to realize it's good to us. It's, you got to be proud of so, that. But so, so, so with that being said, and I want you guys to chime in, not only is it our responsibility, and but we have to teach our future how to think strategically. Because, yes, you can go into the room. Don't keep your head down. But you know what? It's a reason why you need to be vigilant and understand how you play within this game. First of all, know where you are on the board Mm -hmm. first. Then know how to play it. Because, no, it's nothing... It's nothing good about an individual that's going to dim down themselves just so they don't bring attention to themselves. But you bring it when it's time. Boom. You get what I'm saying? It starts at the crib. So I have to make sure, we have to make sure our daughter knows exactly what's going on. For some reason, she's a beautiful young lady. Long hair and all this other stuff. But she's eight. She only thing she understands is love. So I have to, we have to make sure she understands hate too and how it can come. But it's not just us. I need to make sure that the individuals that I surround myself with, they can tell her in different ways. You get what I'm saying? Because you, being a young lady, you being a young lady, you may be able to tell my daughter something that I can't and that her mother can't, but you've dealt with something different. Say, hey, baby, you might want to look at this. So now it goes from the house to a community. The village. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Damn. 
<laughs> but can you dig it though? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. It's truly about that holding yourself accountable and being that change that you want to see. Ladies and gentlemen, again, it's 370. Uh, I keep saying 370. 618-792-6747. If y'all want to chime in, we got like five more minutes. Y'all got any comments? I got a chime. Oh, go ahead. All right. So you spoke on um, our princesses, right? Mm -hmm. So what about our little princesses? My uh, friend Gentry, she said, black masculinity is a threat to white supremacy. Mm. And it is. Yeah, it so is. how are we like bringing them up, letting them know that, and preparing them for that? So, in my opinion, I'll let you guys speak on this. In my opinion, it's about glorifying it. Society, based off of money, is going to glorify the negativity. Right, you got the rappers, you got they sagging, they you know they demonizing <laughs> women and all this other stuff. It's our responsibility to be the example. This is how you carry yourself, and this is the type of man that's going to treat you a certain way. But I have to be able to treat her that way first. first. You feel me? What you think? Well, what you think? It, it's about being that consistent example on mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day basis. But it's about exposure. Yeah. When you're exposed to more, you kind of have something to compare and contrast. Because if you're only one-dimensional, you don't know any better. That's right. So when it comes to how to be treated, mm -hmm. you may have a certain way that you treat your daughter and mm -hmm. she responds to it. That's, that's right. That's the standard daddy's given her. Mm -hmm. Society may not have that same Absolutely. concept. So surrounding yourself with great brothers and sisters like we have in this room here mm -hmm. is going to put together that village that you need to kind of show this is the standard that we go by. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes their foundation. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have a foundation, you don't have anything, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, last point. What you got? So, so with that comment right there, I think that it inspires fear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that we got to kind of get away from keep keep thinking with that same line of thought like mm -hmm. black masculinity is a threat to white supremacy mm -hmm. we use those those trigger words and stuff like that and it automatically puts us in a victimhood mentality in my opinion okay. I think that we just need to live by example mm -hmm. and show hey you know there's no out there I mean there's always going to be racism and, yes. and obstacles in your way but don't don't put that in the forefront of their mind like the white supremacy white supremacy mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying just live by example show hey, you can accomplish anything in this country you know what I'm and, and, and I believe it. I believe they need to know, but it's something that they shouldn't be afraid of. You know what I'm saying? And, and read that comment from Miss Angie. What she say? Say, I think we are still taught mostly by the mostly the same. You see, you got me reading. <laughs> <laughs> we are still taught mostly the same, despite how society has changed, because the consequences and suffering are the same for black men. Mothers still teach their sons to watch out for the police, lying white girl, being being in big groups of other black people, etc. Mm. That's the yeah. talk. Yeah, that makes sense. That hey, makes sense. So last point, what you got, Will? So remember that talk that we had when before you go out, your mom and your daddy gave it to you. Mm -hmm. Where they say, oh, yeah. although you're not doing anything, doesn't mean people won't think you're doing something. That's right. So they teach you how to move, as you say, strategically. Absolutely. Where you watch who you're surrounded by. Yes. You have to speak a certain way. You mm -hmm. can't really be your normal self mm -hmm. because people perceive you as a threat. Mm -hmm. And if you say that things are not factual as it relates to us being a threat mm -hmm. watch the news that's right people are dying more consistently this is statistically mm -hmm. proven that black men are considered threats before they're considered anybody else almost less than human remember mm -hmm. that three-fifths of a man mm -hmm. that concept is relevant today because you're not met with the same amount of aggression mm -hmm. as other races as it involves certain situations because of the color of your skin Right. So that is very true. That's right. Remember, we had that uh, conversation in superintendent's course, right? Oh, most definitely. Most so definitely. you said basically with you being like a larger black male, you have to use soft hands. I have to and you sit have to down. do certain things. Correct. Yeah. So I you want to touch on that? Let them know. 
So for me, I'm a, I'm, I'm not a small guy, right? So I had to change how I approached people because people took me as a threat. Although I'm very civilized, I'm very respectful, I'm humble, but people could not handle me telling them the truth, being very direct. So what they end up doing is going to my leadership saying that I, I'm intimidating them, mm -hmm. I'm threatening. So I had to learn how to sit down, have soft hand gestures, have to kind of cater to you versus just being myself and being transparent and honest with you because of who I am. But I can watch other people that don't look like me do the same thing I did, but they're not perceived as I am. That was a lesson in learning how to move strategically and lower my environment and my place in this environment. So what I would say, too, because I'm going to get to you, Nick, what I would say as far as being transparent Everything has to be done calculated. Mm -hmm. You can still give an individual the truth, but you go give it to them in sips. You get what I'm saying? You will never give a baby a steak. True that. They won't be able to digest. They can't chew it. All right, I'm still going to give you this ether, but I'm giving it to you in little doses. And then not just that, I'm going to give it to you by you watching me. You see? Because sometimes you don't have to say nothing. You just, all right, I feel you. You're right. Boom. You get what I'm saying? They're going to feel that action. They don't have to hear your words. They're going to see your actions. And that will show, prove more powerful than your stature. Walking you feel me? Along the brother. There you go. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Speak on it, man. No, I, think I, I, I truly believe um, Will brought up a great point. Mm -hmm. And uh, that point is, is that I don't just look at it from you know, a color standpoint, it's more to it than just that. Yes. It's your, it's, it's your competence, it's your confidence, it's yes. your ability to strategically think by playing chess, not checkers, mm -hmm. being able to think three to five moves ahead. And you're absolutely right. It's just one of those things that as a uh, young African-American, when you walk into a room, people just automatically just gaze their eyes at you. I'm not who you think that I, I, I am. True. Okay, <laughs> because I live by five core values. One, Haircut, dress, and appearance because I'm a representation of you. You're a representation of me. Okay. Um, you know, I'll be bold within your approach. Okay. Know what your mission and vision is. And as you continue this journey, smile. They're, those things are vitally important. And when you have the ability to place the, that those vital concepts in, within the application, that right there in itself uh, proposes you as a threat moving forward. Right. And, uh, you know, there's one post that I shared on Facebook where it says you have to evolve yourself around a team. Equip yourself with the team that no one knows who the leader is within Absolutely. that, uh, mm -hmm. within that uh, atmosphere. Because that, that is so important. And I am different. You know, yes, I am a product of the public school system. Yes, I am a product of, you know, all these things, but that's not who I am mm -hmm. and who I am. One of the key things that we're missing is we talk about time. Mentorship is key. Mm -hmm. You made it. Mm -hmm. You made it. You made it. You made it. You made it. Where are we at by giving our time back to these communities to let them know that it's bigger than sports? Right. It's bigger than it's being bigger an athlete. Yeah. I need you to understand that you need to maintain your focus. First, find your identity. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Mm -hmm. Don't allow your current situation to dictate your future moving forward. Mm -hmm. People need to understand that, okay? Tough times don't last, mm -hmm. but a weak mind does. Yeah. Okay, right. so if you can change... If you could just change your mind and just understand that this too shall pass, you're going to be fine. Absolutely. Yep. And That's sometimes when people, you know, approach me, I'm one of those individuals. I'll, I'll speak to someone and, you know, they would be like, dang, I wasn't expecting that to come from you or whatever. I want you to understand that I need to bring you up, mm -hmm. right? Because I know that 
there is transformation of leaders that want to make a difference mm -hmm. and sometimes they just don't know how mm -hmm. but when they take a look at representatives such as yourselves mm -hmm. they know that you give them that positivity outlook Absolutely. moving forward and that's all i got to say right on appreciate yeah. it yeah sheena you got anything to add before you go okay what about you larry no i just got two comments all right go ahead we'll post it. Uh, one is from christina calhoun she's uh and then she was in an interracial relationship, got, on a, up, got an interracial child, right? Mm -hmm. So she says, uh, I, identity, I believe, for mixed race children is largely based on how they are raised and mm -hmm. who they are around. Mm -hmm. My son is eight and has decided to tell people he is black if he's asked. Mm -hmm. That wasn't urged by me. That's what he felt, confront, confronted, uh, comfortable calling himself. Mm -hmm. And then my wife, she comes from a, a huge generation of uh, family from Kansas, because mm -hmm. uh, it's Kansas, right? Mm -hmm. I do not mind interracial relationships as long as both parties embrace both cultures. Educating your partner is imperative so that they learn what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Look at Jesse Williams. His parents instilled as much information in him as they could, which made him well-informed. Absolutely. Well, listen, everybody, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. We're going to go around and make sure everybody can give, let everybody know where they can find you if you want to be, you know, want to let people know where they can find you on social media, where they can find you, brother. Hey, you can find me on Instagram, Herman Brown, number three, and I thank everybody for listening. All right. What you got, Will Will? Hey, man, Will Will, man, 8,000 Ways on IG, Will Spence on Facebook, holler at me, mentorship all day, one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, and then we got a young lady here. She's also an author. Go ahead and speak on here. I want you to put your, get in the mic so they can know how, how to get to you. Go ahead. All right, what's going on, people? Angel Love, representing Where Did Daddy Go, dropping January mm -hmm. 2020 Vision. Go get that. Mm -hmm. um, just instilling in single parents, even though you're a single parent right now, that doesn't mean that you can't be what you need to be for your family. So right now we talked about community. Yes. So it's not just you. Mm -hmm. Have a circle around you that can help you get to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my circle who held me down while I was a single parent and now I'm on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. um, so just stick what, to the Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Angel Love. Um, you can find me under Instagram, um, Just Ange. All right, right on. Miss Sheena? Yeah. I don't have the whole Instagram and everything, but you can find me, Sheena Williamson, on Facebook. Okay. Larry, Larry. Yeah, yeah, you can find me, Larry. I'll catch him on Facebook. MySpace. It's simple. <laughs> 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 you live, you already know where I'm at because you're on my live, right? Right on, right on. And Nate? Uh, you can find me simple on Facebook. I don't do all that other stuff. With Nick Jackson, so not to be confused with Nick Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, right. I did confuse you. Last <laughs> right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is me, Seth. You know where you can find me at, right? SethTheSpeaker.com. And make sure you go get the book, The Black Collar Mindset, Move Strategically and Change Your Life. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.